on this day, five years ago, the show that would become my baby, Dangerous Sports Talk, was definitely born. This this show has had many different revamps, and it's had many different forms. But I found a home right here to record on Anchor. And as I started to do more shows, it was distributed to all the, the different podcast platforms. And for that, I thank Anchor very much. I thank you guys, the listeners, for your continued love and your support over and over again. And your loyalty will never, ever be forgotten. Now, with that being said, welcome to Dangerous Sports Talk. Of course, I am your host, Be Dangerous. And I'm back at it again with another episode. Now, what better way to celebrate Dangerous Sports Talk's birthday without going in about both of my teams playing each other, the Bulls and the Lakers. The final score, which I already knew was going to fucking happen, the Bulls beat the Lakers 121 to 103, which put the La- which put the Bulls at 10 and 4, while the Lakers sit their asses in 7th at 7 and 8. I'm I'm sorry, 8 and 7. Let's see. Let's get the stats going. Okay, on the Bulls side, DeRozan had 38 points. Levine had 26 points. Small balls had 27 points. Jones had 13 points. And I'm actually shocked Caruso was fucking scoreless. If anybody I expected to, to show their asses, it would have been him. Because, of course, he used to be a Laker just like Lonzo Ball did. And Lonzo Ball pretty much just showed his entire ass and showed the Lakers why they got rid of him. Because this is a more mature version. He had a broken-ass jump shot and layup when he was on, on the Lakers. He showed potential. But, of course, once he went elsewhere, he started to grow as a player. And the Bulls did what they were supposed to do from the fucking opening tip. Distributing the ball, scoring, defense, making sure the Lakers didn't get a leg up on them. And with that... They deserve to win this game. So on the bull side, I'm very happy about that. Now, the Lakers, let's start with Antonio Davis getting ejected. You guys can't control your period emotions, which is why you motherfuckers keep getting ejected time and time again over dumbass bullshit. So Anthony Davis... Sit there with your sit there with your little teammate. Get your ass a, a bucket of ice cream and cry in his arms because that's exactly how you look getting ejected. But Anthony Davis had 20 points. Horton Tucker, he had 28 points, which is shocking. Russell Westbrook had 25 and four turnovers. Carmelo Anthony had a nine-point puss-ass night. With 27 fucking minutes. I don't know what Monk's, Monk's ass was doing in the game. Because he was in there for 27 minutes and only scored 2 points. Wayne Ellington. 20 minutes. 3 minutes. 3 points. Rondo. 18 minutes. 2 points. The power bottom forward. 13 minutes. 5 points. Kent Bazemore. 
12 minutes, 2 points. Jordan, 7, 7 minutes, and 4 points. Bradley, which I don't even know why the fuck he's still there. He was in there for 17 minutes and had 3 points. I don't know if I already said that, but any fucking way. With the way the Lakers have been playing this season, them losing the way that they did doesn't shock me or surprise me none at all. Because you're 8 and 7. You should have a better record than this, what people's expectations are of you. And so with injuries out the ass, you guys being inconsistent and can't hold on to piss, let alone a lead. Yeah, you deserve this loss and fucking then some. And guess what? I have absolutely no sympathy for you or your damn fan base whatsoever. Because me, I am not like the others. And this is on both sides of the fucking fandom, on the Bulls or Lakers side. I am not the one to avoid shit when it actually happens. If you want to troll and talk shit, we can do that because I can do it much better than you can. So when I put it in your face, yes, this is what the fuck happened. Let's talk about it. And I already know when I share this post, I'm going to be avoided. Because usually when the Lakers and Bulls play each other, I get the usual questions. Well, who are you going for? You have to pick a side. You a two-teamer. Trust me. I've heard this over and over again. And I make it very clear who I think is going to win. And in this case, I knew it was going to be the Bulls because of how they've been playing since fucking preseason. And since the Lakers can't seem to swallow water, they would give this game up quite freely. And they did the same thing the rent payers did. They lost by fucking double digits. And Bulls fans are swelling with celebration nut and pride. And guess what? I am going to be right there with you. Because while I'm glad, like you are, that the team won. And I'm glad fucking Ball, DeRozan, and Zach actually played as a cohesive unit. That's what you want as a team. You want three of your big names to score, facilitate, play defense, and have good games overall. But not just have good games. You guys actually fucking won against a quote-unquote potential finals contender. So, how how does B celebrate this? I bow to my team. I say... I'm glad y'all have more balls than the the bastards you played against to actually win the game. Because I don't know what the fuck the Lakers thought they were going to do with Anthony Davis sitting in the back having a goddamn tantrum. Carmelo Anthony scoring a little pussy-ass nine-point game. Granted, you were off the bench, but I've seen you perform much better under pressure, Melo. And we can't... And I refuse. I refuse. Fucking refuse to say, oh, well, Lahee, fuck if Lahee was playing. If Lahee was playing, they probably would have lost by fucking more points. And he probably would have gotten ejected with Anthony Davis because he probably would have rolled his leg like fucking Jeff Van Gundy did to Alonzo Mourning's leg. So just imagine if Lahee was there. If he was winning, oh, please, he'd be shaking a shimmy. Fucking snapping, voguing, dead dropping all over the goddamn place. But when he, when he loses, oh, that's an issue. 
and he was on the court trying to be the coach, having his ass, no, you're supposed to be hurt, and you're supposed to be oh so injured, sit your black ass down, because when things are going his way, he can do whatever the hell he wants to, but you are a player, sit your ass, sit your ashy, Akron non-winning ass down, and this te- Lakers team is giving me shades of the 2018 Lakers, who never made, who didn't make the playoffs at all, and I was told, I was literally told from the time LeBron got there, happy days are here again, you don't have to worry about losing anymore, but they didn't make the playoffs that fucking year, they kept losing games just like this Lakers team is losing games, they were emotional like this Lakers team is fucking emotional, and the icing on the cake they have a reputation of having flashbacks of the old Lakers before he got there. And trust me, it was all good when the Lakers were losing by double digits every fucking night when he wasn't there and he was in Cleveland. But now that he is there, we got to give excuses. If I didn't give excuses when fucking Kent Bazemore was on the team the first damn time, what the fuck makes you think I'm going to give the excuses now? Fuck that. The Bulls won... The Lakers lost with their face in the pillow. Hands down, point blank, fucking period. And trust me, Bulls fans, I'm ready. Y'all can come see me about this. We can talk about it, we can chop it up, and I'll tell you exactly what happened, just like I did in this episode, like I promised. And on that note, I'm gonna wrap shit up. Once again, happy birthday to my beloved Dangerous Sports Talk. You will always be an integral part of my life, and you will continue to open doors for me as the show gets more popular. I thank you guys so very much for your support over and over again. Run up the listens on this, and I will get back to you guys. Pledge allegiance to yourself, and peace.